0: Hi, we are Mel and Josie, and we're here to tell you that no matter how much it feels like you are screwing up every single part of your goddamn life, actually, you're doing great, sweetie. we said that we're not <laughs> um, drunk at all i'm not I was going all. to be drunk but yeah. then i i don't know you know what i did today uh-huh. um this is not product placement i'm but i am going to mention a brand Go. i just i wanted a treat for lunch and mm-hmm. i went on deliveroo first brand mention and then <laughs> i saw that subway second brand mention is back on deliveroo in my area it had <gasps> disappeared and now oh. it's back And I was like, yes, I do feel like a sandwich from Subway, actually. So I I got a chicken classic.
1: Oh, the best one. On wheat.
0: um, Mm -hmm. And it arrived. And inside the bag was a free cookie, (gasps) which seems amazing, right? So I had it and then I felt sick for the rest of the afternoon. Like the cookies just don't agree with me.
1: Oh, I thought you meant it was a poison.
0: (laughs) It wasn't poison. It was just like, I don't know, something about like going on a Going on a diet for a while, I now can't mm-hmm. eat that really, like, highly processed sugar. I have, like, such a come down from it. <laughs> like, <my laughs> like a sugar eyes, high and then a Yeah, flat. <laughs> my eyes felt like they were falling out of my head. I felt so sluggish. I felt, like, a bit nauseous. I haven't eaten dinner because I was like, I actually just can't eat anything else. Yeah. I had this cookie and I'm just like, Ugh. And I, I did want to <laughs> have a drink tonight for this episode. But I was like, no, my stomach still feels weird. <laughs> All because of the cookie. And the footlong sub that I ate. And the
1: footlong sub. But mainly <laughs> the cookie. cookie. Well, yeah. I'm like the opposite because done I've been having two ice creams a day. Oh. So <laughs> there's a service station <laughs> right across from my house. Thankfully, I'm moving in a week where there will be no service station across yes. the road from my house because I've got this new thing apparently where I, I was getting one ice cream a night. So I'd be going, we'd be on the couch, we've watched Game of Thrones, and then I'm like, should we get an ice cream? And then either me or Tom like makes the like – 20-second walk across the road, gets a gay time, (laughs) comes back, we (laughs) eat the gay times, right? That's fine. Then I went one time and I didn't know if I wanted a gay time or a Cornetto and I was like, I want both, so I'm going to get both. But then that's what the problem is, you eat both and then your body – is accustomed to having two different treats <laughs> and it was like i want more two different treats and then the next time i went and oh got a gay God. time and a magnum oh Magnum's
0: what? my favorite magnum ego is my favorite thing in delicious the world.
1: but also huge right like yes. not yeah. even talking about fat content or anything like that
0: they're just literally just a, a, a giant fucking yeah <laughs>
1: it's all happening in your mouth <laughs> like, i don't think you need a second ice cream after no. a magnum ego Anyway, it's a whole thing, and basically, I can't wait to move so that I do not have the temptation away, right there yeah. because I apparently can't control myself. I have no self control. It's
0: hard. It's, it's hard really when you're an adults and you're allowed treat. Yes, I and there's no mother mum to tell me to be not like to do it. no, no treat for you today. It's yeah. like there's no one to tell you that. Just your own conscience, which is not as scary as my mother. So no, sorry, it work. And- if Tom
1: tried to do it, I'd rip his head off. So exactly. basically, if you really no one ever here. tries to
0: like judge anything that I eat. It becomes a debate about men, the patriarchy. Yes. <laughs> and I'm always like, how dare you? Do you know this is how eating disorders start? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that I'm hormonal and when you're hormonal, you crave this and it's not my fault, it's the chemicals in my brain telling me I want a Magnum Ego. And
1: you don't oh. even know because you've only have a, had a dick and you wouldn't even know what <laughs> that's I like.
0: Wish, I wish you could have your period for a day <laughs> and you could live in my shoes for a day and you understand. understand. Yeah. If you had
1: blood pouring out of your <laughs> vagina, you would know yes, that this is know. a really hard time for me.
0: They don't get it. That's a, a whole other episode, in my opinion, is periods.
1: Oh, 100%. I think it's actually on our list. So it is. we absolutely will be talking in depth about periods. I literally just talked ad nauseum on my other podcast. About thrush, oh. <laughs> I was like, I think Ash was really like alarmed because she was just—I didn't warn her at all—and I was just going on and on about thrush and all the fucking annoying things that happen when you have to treat it. And anyway, yes, I'm not going to do a second; worst. I will not flood the podcast zone with thrush conversation right thrush now.
0: Content. Save it's it for not um, sponsored by Caniston. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I swear, Caniston's the only thing you can get. It's like they have like Thrush domination. Like, yeah,
0: they have the monopoly of Thrush treatment.
1: They are the monopoly. Imagine <laughs> if you, your claim to fame is I made Thrush treatment, and that.
0: Yeah. Oh my father, he's Mister Caniston. Mister Caniston. I'm the heir to the Caniston It was like fortune. remember when like
1: the Honey Badger was dating like Miss um, Steggles, and their yes. last name was literally Steggles. Steggles. Like I did not yeah. think. I think of Steggles and I think of a chicken.
0: Yes. Like a big king claw chicken. <laughs> and, and I just, I, know. I, I like, wouldn't be able to do up. it if I was Honey Badger. No. Or I still hold a, what's the He's word? He's really up
1: there on the like hall pass list. Yeah, yeah. I do too. Just love Something him. about him. Him.
0: Just Stale. Stale. <laughs> He's
1: so rugged and he loves the outback so much i think i'm just constantly having this like fantasy where we just like tour the outback forever yes in forever Coobras. just forever yeah. he is forever he never comes home he's he never does. he's always, he always in does. like darwin wrestling a croc. he's the new steve Irwin. i don't know what's going on with him
0: yeah, now we've like got this like outback girlfriend and... steve Irwin. Mm. he's
1: like yeah because steve <laughs> wasn't ever like i never wanted to like do steve no. But no, i no. want to do the honey badger
0: me too
1: Anyway, shout out to any parents listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) I had to say I have a rec um, from Mm. the group, which is you're doing great, sweetie, on Facebook. Come and join us. It's lovely in there. And what is is. really lovely is everyone's very supportive and shares good shit like, please hold while I get her name because I'm not going to not. Oh, how did I close my Internet down? I had it all fucking ready for us. Like, why would I do that? I know why I did it because I thought, oh, maybe one person will message me on Facebook of all the... And it will be loud. grow people who message me on there and then... It'll it's just me.
0: Money. I'm the only person that messages you on Facebook. <laughs> it's you. And I'm here.
1: It's you and my Love Island group chat and Love Island's <laughs> over tonight. So um, it is... Oh, my God. I just saw your post which uh, with all the spices that you bought. <laughs> oh.
0: well, wasn't that... Wasn't the comment in...
1: No, it's here. Her name's Laura. Um, so she posted this. I just listened to the cooking episode and wanted to share an app that I now use that has been so good, particularly during lockdown, because I don't have the mental space to decide what recipes I want no, to cook. No, no one does. No Laura. one does. It's called Meal Lime. Now, I thought this was meal time, but it's literally and Meal she Lime. Up. I thought the same thing. Yeah, it's Meal Lime. Because when I went to search it, I was like, I'll start with Meal Lime, but I'm not feeling confident <laughs> here. Um, anyway, meal lime. So I got meal lime. It's a little lime. I don't know why it's called meal lime. They do use a lot of lime juice in recipes. I don't okay. know if they're in with big lime or something. Big lime? But-
0: <laughs> Sponsored by big lime.
1: <laughs> big citrus over here. But-, <laughs> but basically, the whole thing with the app is what I really like is I want recipes I actually want to fucking eat.
0: Yes, and yummy. I want
1: someone to write the fucking list for me and I don't want to yep. scroll through no heaps thinking. of like yep. search engine optimized copy where you're just telling oh. me a million
0: th- why do they do that and when then when I right was at the young bottom- I ate rissoles every night <laughs> and then when I grew up a bit more I again <laughs> ate rissoles every week just give, recipe. Just,
1: just give it to me put it <laughs> at the top I know that you're trying to get me to stay on your page for longer I just want to read it now <laughs> anyway so meal lime is like has a fuck ton of meals you can set mm. things like i don't know like i you it it lets you like pick things that you hate like i don't like pork i don't like eggplant
0: i don't um, like pork i'm never eggplant. putting
1: prawns in my food I like it's just never going to happen go
0: away prawns yeah Swim you know like away. don't come near me <laughs> goodbye
1: just stuff <laughs> like that like like you know if you're a vegetarian if you're a pescatarian if you're whatever you want to be mm. um you can do all that and then it will only deliver you recipes that fit to that but there's uh. a fuck ton of recipes and it's very, like, Californian. Like, it's a lot of cilantro out here, and they use the oh, word cilantro. cilantro. So if you don't like coriander, you're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> but I love coriander, so it's I working love it for too. me. And I've made two recipes now off there, both hits. Tonight we had the cilantro and lime. <laughs> chicken salad with mango and avocado and it was so fucking oh, good That
0: sounds so summery and it was That's and because so it was fresh. nice today so i was like
1: oh, yeah it's a nice day tom let's yeah. like get locked down crazy and have mango you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> peak crazy. of
1: lockdown excitement over here um and then the night before last we had the taco bowl which is essentially like a taco mince with like mm. cheese and avo and tomato and lettuce so yummy so cilantro everywhere yeah <laughs> a fuck ton of cilantro
0: I love so that yummy. I love yeah. it that sounds really good and was it easy
1: yeah so it's really easy but what I really liked is that it kind of basically if you you can meal plan your week so you can pick like say four <gasps> recipes love
0: and then it creates a list that incorporates everything oh from those. God. Yeah. So it'll be you're like a boner because I'm a Virgo and I'm all Yeah,
1: you're very Virgo energy. Tom's <laughs> obsessed with it, also a Virgo. So like <laughs> it's like, you know, four limes because they love limes.
0: <laughs> so you can be like we were saying in our episode, you could be like your parents and do a fucking weekly shop. Yes. Yes. So good. My doctor actually told me before I got vaccinated, stop just going to the shop. For five minutes after you pick Rosa up from yes. daycare, you think that's being safe, but you're going to the shop more often. Do a weekly shop. And I was like, yeah. a weekly shop? Who does that apart from my mum? But it's much better for you because you're well, reducing your yeah. risk.
1: And also you can, it
0: connects to Coles and Woolies. So then you can do a click and collect order or you can do like a. how amazing this is. I
1: know. We do not have shares in Meal Lime or Big Citrus, guys. We do not. We don't.
0: But we're open to it. If you are a billionaire citrus grower, (laughs) we're happy to be your, what's
1: the word, shills? Yeah, corporate shills. I wonder if Meal Lime is connected to the citrus big Like maybe it's a big like little, big cilantro. Uh, like a front. <laughs> big cilantro. <laughs> oh oh god. god, we've lost it. It's eight we're thirty p.m. It. It's my bedtime.
0: It's late. It's so late, and we're actually talk about a heavy topic, but.
1: Yeah, I know. We're being, this always happens to us whenever we're doing something really full on. We're always like, we're comedians. (laughs) Um, Yes, but we are, we're doing a two part series again. We love to do series because Mm. we were talking and we were sort of like, we both have very different lives. We've had some different experiences. And Mm. those topics, it shouldn't always be that you're doing great, sweetie, is just topics that we both feel similarly about, right? Like it can be things where one person understands that topic and the other person doesn't mm-hmm. because obviously many of you will have gone through things that we have um, but that not necessarily the other one of us has, if that makes sense. Um, yes, so that makes sense it, to me. It made sense to you. That's good. I think it doesn't really count <laughs> because we're both like sleep deprived. so. <laughs> um, but, yes, yeah, so next week I'm going to do um, my – growing up in church, leaving the church experience, which is a lot to unpack, but I'll condense it um, mm. and because that obviously really fucked me up, um, but I've come good and mm. uh, there's lots to unpack from that. And then this week, Josie is doing?
0: I'm going to talk about something I went through a few years ago, which actually I would do a little content warning right now. Mm-hmm. Um, trigger warning for people listening. We're going to talk about pregnancy loss. And if that is triggering for you, just a heads up. And in the show notes, I'm going to put some helplines and some resources. Um, Mm. So if you are feeling particularly triggered, go there and hopefully you find those helpful. But I am going to talk about my experiences with miscarriage because it's something that is quite taboo still in society. And I don't. I don't personally feel like it should be. Mm. Again, like with my drinking episode, that isn't, I'm not saying if you have had a miscarriage or pregnancy loss that you should shout it from the rooftops. If you don't want to, that's fine. That's absolutely, totally fine. Everyone deals with things differently. Everyone deals with grief differently. Everyone deals with processing things differently. Mm. And that's fine if you don't want to talk about it. But I always felt, and you know this, that I just found it better to talk about it. Yeah. Because that's the kind of person that I am. Yeah. (laughs) That's why we have 1,400 podcasts. Yes. We love to talk about things all Um, the time. Yeah. And I've, I talked about it on a podcast before, which was a pregnancy podcast, and I had a few messages from friends who had listened to that episode, which wasn't, it was just more about Rosa, actually, but I brought up the pregnancy loss as part of that story. Yeah. And people reached out and said it helped them and they opened up about their experiences. And that made me feel so good that I helped even one person. So I thought if this episode helps even one person, then mm. I've achieved something. So, yeah, I just thought I'd talk about it. I don't even really know where to start. I guess I'll talk about being ready to have a baby. and
1: try. Yeah, because I was going to say the bit that I remember was you – actually starting to go oh Mm. maybe i'm gonna like get pregnant like maybe this is the time for that and you were sort of like i wouldn't say hesitant about it but you just were kind of like it was a big decision like it was obviously it is a big decision so it's like a big thing to be tossing up
0: yeah it is a big thing to toss up and it's like i feel like and this is a whole i'd actually love to do an episode on this of how fucked sex education is in australia it's pathetic and it took me until I was trying to have a baby to learn how hard it actually is to have yeah. a baby like yeah I feel like we grew up reading Dolly and it was like and at school where it was like you have unprotected sex you'll get pregnant and then your mum will be so mad at you
1: yeah it's literally <laughs> it that like, scene in um danger, Mean danger. Girls yeah you know, when they're like when he's like don't have sex because you will get pregnant yes. and die <laughs> it's literally that. Like we always thought that you would literally have like the penis would go in once and you have a baby and you're, in there.
0: You were pregnant, and it was like you're running that risk every time you had sex. But if you track your period on an app, you'll learn that you're actually only really fertile for a couple of days, <laughs> um, yeah, per month. And there's actually times where it's near impossible, even with unprotected sex, to actually get pregnant. And from people that I'd known that had tried, and I also spoke to my doctor uh you know they actually say try for a year Mm. and it can take up to a year and if you struggle after a year to fall pregnant then they'll medically look into it and like look into options and things like that so i really geared up for like you know you kind of try each month and people that have tried to fall pregnant will know about the two week i'm sure there's nicknames for it i've talked about it with some of my friends it's just this two week thing where you obviously have sex around your fertile period and yeah. then you wait and then you're waiting for your period or to not get your period and it's yeah. like two weeks basically of hell of <laughs> just yeah. like waiting 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 especially if you've been trying for a long time um so yep yeah, did the whole <laughs> remember that tweet that was going around it was like it was nina oyama that. Aussie comedian. Mm. And she was like something like. Oh, yes. (laughs) When people say they're trying for a baby, like I hear we're trying for a baby. No, you say we're trying for a baby. I hear my husband's doing big cums in me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's like so like graphic a thing.
0: (laughs) Funny to say like we're trying because we all know what that means. So it was like the first month I got my period, fine. I hadn't, you know, expected to like it to happen straight away. But then actually the second month. I um, mm. felt different. Like I actually could kind of tell, and it was around the time you went on your big trip.
1: Yes, yes, it was. I think I was. Had I gone
0: on my trip? or Was it right before? I think it was. I think it was just after. Like I remember recording our old, old podcast. Yes, and I had a actually yes, we were shit faced. We
1: were absolute yeah. shit faced. It was definitely not then. <laughs>
0: yes, but I felt like I felt my boobs really hurt, and I'd had yeah. like a bit of a pain. Um just a kind of weird pain, but not period pain, but in the yes. same area. Yeah. And my BO, my sweat smelt different. Oh, that's like weird. I smelt different. I was like, I don't know. I just had a bit of a feeling. And sure enough, my period didn't come. I peed on a stick. And I peed on the stick and it said positive. And I actually burst into tears. And it wasn't happy tears. It was like mm. I hadn't It had happened way too fast. I'd geared up for, like, this year of trying. Yeah, yeah. And I think people go, okay, we'll start trying, but they're not mentally ready yet. Like, they're thinking it'll take a few months and they've got time and you've got that time of, oh, I've got my period, I'm disappointed. And then you go, oh, I'm disappointed. Okay, that must mean I'm really, like, ready for this. But, like, month two, it was very fast. Yeah. And I cried. I remember Julian was like, fuck, and, like, we were just a bit kind of, freaked out at first but then we really were excited and like leaned into it and we're excited and told like you know people go you can't tell people till 12 weeks and that is not a medical thing that's just because you know after 12 weeks it's the risk goes down but you can still face pregnancy loss after 12 weeks but it's significantly lower risk yeah so that's why they say you know then you can tell people but I remember my trainer who's a very pragmatic virgo like myself um mish her name is she's got two kids and she told us basically like the second her partner did a big cum in her she was like hey i'm pregnant we were like whoa like you are like two seconds pregnant and she was telling us and she goes yeah but i just figure like if the worst thing happens like i'll need to tell people then what i'm going through
1: yeah and i just really
0: admired that logic and that's why i told like close friends, family, because I was like, well, you know, if the worst thing happens, I'm going to need you. And, you know, it ended up being that I think it was about, I can't actually remember how pregnant I was because I think I might have blocked it out a little bit, but maybe about eight weeks.
1: So yeah, like- well, I remember exactly where I was. So I remember where yes. I was when you told me because I was in okay. Mount Isa. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Mount Isa would have been bar, I think yeah. like late October
0: yes it was definitely late October
1: yeah and I was in Mount Isa and it was I was actually just it was really weird timing because I was like at this point where I'd <laughs> a bird had hit my windscreen cracked it and I'd had all yeah. these like things happen and I was just like fuck I just need to stop driving for a minute and like chill out For a sec, and so I actually just booked in in Mount Isa for like three days, which is, look, no shade on Mount Isa, but not exactly like (laughs) three days of like riveting fun. Yeah. Um, And you told me, I think we were just over Messenger, like we were just Mm. messaging, and you told me, and I didn't, which I think is something like I would love you to talk to like later down the track of this episode but like i found it really hard because you said in the like in the past like that you found me really supportive but i actually Mm. had no fucking idea what to say i was like so lost as to how to help Mm. somebody going through that Mm. because as someone who hasn't gone through it i felt so like not disconnected in like a unempathetic way. Well, yeah, like unempathetic, I was sympathetic to you, but mm. I didn't like I had nothing to relate yeah. to it. Like there's, well, how do you relate to that? Like it's such a massive loss. Mm. But then at the same time it's something that, you know, I don't know, like it, it just It just was really difficult to kind of find the right words, I suppose.
0: Um. Yeah, I would definitely go into it because, and I think, I don't know, I think it's such a difficult, it's not a one size fits all thing. So I can't sit here in this episode and be like, hey, people listening, this is how you should deal with your friend who's had a miscarriage. Everyone's going through a different, going to feel different emotions and you might need different things on different days. And I'll explain why I felt like you were really supportive because it stuck with me. Mm. But, um, I'll just—I don't want to go into like graphic detail, not because I'm like I've shared it with people, but I don't want to trigger people too much that are listening. But it was basically for me, just started to spot in yep. my undies, and I remember messaging a friend who studied midwifery, and she was like, "That's normal, that's normal," and I was like, "Yeah." And then I started to get a bit of pain, so I went to my doctor, and she recommended going for it what they call a dating scan where they check like the heartbeat and how like far along you are and like how old <laughs> the baby is and i went and i went by myself and the woman did the thing and said oh yeah the heart beats like a little slower no she said oh the the due date like suddenly blew out by, like, three or four weeks. Mm. She wasn't, it meant it was smaller than it should be. And then she said, oh, also the heartbeat's a little um, slower than we would like. And I didn't really know what that meant. And I took that information back to my doctor and she just, like, gave me this look, like, basically yeah. that those two things combined are not, <laughs> they're not good Which, and it yeah. didn't look great. But, yeah, this, this person, work, I don't know, sonographer, I guess, they're not really equipped to tell you that kind of thing, but I was still so confused. I just didn't really know what any of that meant until my doctor was kind of like, yeah, yeah. it's not good. I'll come back in a couple of days. But basically it was like, I think it was like that night, um, it kind of happened. And it's not just, <laughs> it's not just a thing that just like happens. Like it's quite a physical, I, yeah. not for everyone. Some people need to have procedures done, but for me it was quite a physical thing that happened And the other day I got triggered weirdly because in my big mums group chat, it kind of ramped up again, which it's it's been pretty quiet for a while because the kids Mm -hmm. are 18 months. One of them had another baby and actually like had it at home. Mm -hmm. She went to the toilet and caught the baby. Oh, my God. that, without going into detail, really triggered me and I actually didn't contribute to that conversation at all. And I had another friend kind of check on me and be like, oh, is work a bit crazy? And I was like explained why i just didn't yeah. feel like talking in that story because it it triggered me so i don't want to yeah go into too many details but it kind of happened and then it's like i don't know there's so much else to it that i just didn't know went into the whole I, you know when people lose a baby on tv it's just kind of like they lie around crying i did plenty of that i watched um i really want to watch Zodiac. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Interesting I was like, choice. I really need to watch Zodiac. That's,
1: I absolutely have to watch Zodiac um, right now.
0: I listened. That is when I officially got up to date with my favorite murder. They really mm-hmm. got me through a time. I like just had them on, and they made me feel so much better. And yeah, it's just like it, you bleed and you have cramps, and you also have to have a blood test basically every second day to make sure you, you're hormone levels are going down because mm. if they're not, then you do have to have a procedure to like yeah, right. kind of remove whatever's in there. Um, so it's really like you don't just kind of have it and then you start to recover. It's like this constant reminder of Yeah you're and get like a, a blood process. Test yeah. Every day for two weeks. So yeah. And at the time I obviously had to have time off work and only like a couple of people you were on holiday and another person in the team knew a couple of people, but I ended up telling the entire like our entire team at um, work, not like the whole company, <laughs> but yeah. our team, because and I said, like I don't think everyone should have to discuss it if they don't want, but for me, I'm a pretty open person, and I want you guys to know what happened because I don't want to like tiptoe around it. Yeah. and had two male bosses at the time who were amazing really understanding um I don't even think they made me log at a sick leave yeah looking back um they were just super understanding and like one of them was really teary when I came back to work like yeah really good I had really good people around me um but I think coming back to what you were saying not not everyone knows even when you're open not everyone knows how to then deal with with it because they don't want to trigger you or upset you and I think what I appreciated about you was you just let me talk about it and Mm. you were just not that people were like not letting me talk about it but it was like even like weeks later when you're kind of supposed to be quote-unquote over it and I'd be like, sorry, I know I'm like harping on, and you were just like, "There's no such thing as harping on. Like, yeah. talk about it as much as you need. It's a loss, even though it was a tiny little being that wasn't even really a being yet. Like, you yeah. always let me talk and like validated all my feelings, even though like it went on for a long time. And yeah. that's what I really appreciated um, about you, and also our friend Maddie, who's a guy. <laughs> He was really similar as well and, like, never never said, oh, it happened for a reason. Like, a lot of people threw cliches around. It happened for a reason. It wasn't meant mm. to be. And, like, you'll have another baby and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And sometimes it's better to just listen to what that person wants to say yeah. rather than throwing some cliches out there. I think that would be my advice, definitely, if you're – dealing with someone a friend that has gone through pregnancy loss just let them talk and don't ever say oh well it's you know it was that, ugh, one thing I fucking hated oh mm. it's so common
1: yeah this is yeah I think there's a lot of things <laughs> I I just feel like there's a lot of things that people say thinking that they mean well because I suppose maybe they think oh like you're not alone
0: yes. in this,
1: which is kind of the right way to say that. Yes. But to say it's really common is obviously going to, like, not make you feel great because your no. experience still fucking sucks. So why yes. does the fact that it's common mean, like, cancer is very common? Does that mean that cancer is <laughs> cool to find to have and we should all just be chill about it, you know? Like, yeah, it's it's not, yeah. I think I like to think most people are inherently good and Mm -hmm. don't project bullshit onto people who are going through trauma with the help that they're giving but I do think um yeah like there's I just think with miscarriage like and I think what's been really and again like I again like you've said it's completely up to the person and and how much you want to share and no one should be obligated to share a traumatic experience in any way and I'm like we're both really passionate about that like Like, we're very open people. We often write about our experiences or talk about our experiences, um, even the painful ones, but that doesn't mean that everybody should have to or needs to, like, make a stand with their trauma because that's fucked up. But I think you being so open about it, like, did really open my eyes beyond the Hollywood veil of it. Because, again, like you said, in the movies it's always a woman and she's in the bathroom, there's blood. You know that it is a physical thing, but not like the two weeks after where she's getting the blood tests and having to like experience Mm. like the constant ongoing trauma of the of the actual loss again and again and again. And, you know, not the aftermath of how like her grief manifests, like we just see it happen and then it's like they're usually really sad for like a day.
0: Yeah you know? <laughs> yeah, I know and it's I'd had a, a girl that I was friends with in high school and after high school that had had a miscarriage years ago and and she actually the baby was supposed to be due on my birthday mm. so every year on my birthday she has like a champagne mm. to like she toasts to that that mm. child she lost and I think She said that happened when we're in our early 20s, and I think that set such an example for me of of someone that talks about it. Like I just felt like, okay, I'm going to talk about it too. Like she had kind of set that tone. I think not everyone needs to talk about it, but I think we as a society need to be open to talking about it so that people that go through it feel like that they can. And if they don't want to, it's fine, but they have that option and, and we as people are there for there for you if you go through it and are there to listen cuz it it's so ongoing i remember a girl i knew who was due around the same time that i was supposed to be due and you know i had like processed most of it by then and she i think she announced her she announced she did like a pregnancy announcement and i just like absolutely lost my shit mm. um, it just came on so suddenly i was just like mm. bawling bawling and i was like said to Julian I'm always going to grieve this this baby even I think even when I have when one day we actually manage to have a successful pregnancy I think I still will and and that that girl that had posted on my birthday every year now has two happy healthy kids she mm. still posts every year about that child that she lost yeah. because it's not it's not like oh you just replace it with another one that survives like that's not how it works um, and I did carry so much trauma then into my pregnancy, my successful pregnancy because I now have Rosa who's 19 months. Mm. But it took me, I, I think it took me eight months. Like I obviously had a bit of a break and then I was like the the miscarriage actually really affirmed to me that I wanted to have a baby because remember I cried and I was yes. like, oh. Yeah. It really, I was like so upset and I was like this – the one good thing that I like to take a good thing out of every awful experience, it really showed me I really wanted this and so did Julian. So we're like trying, trying. And I think it took about eight months or seven months. And there were some months we had to have like I just had to not try because it was starting to upset me so much. Mm. Um, but I think, I don't know, for me, I think my body knew that my body and mind needed to process a bit more and it wasn't yeah. ready yeah. to like go through it. And it obviously happened at the right time and happened for a reason, blah, blah. But oh my God, I was an absolute mess until she was put on my chest at the hospital. Yeah, right. In- inwardly, I didn't like project that. I did a bit of like start. an anxiety so, sort of, of Yes, what I was could just, go wrong. I was just like, something's going to go wrong. Mm. Something's going to go wrong. And I'm sure so many women out there that have dealt with pregnancy loss and then been pregnant again would relate to this. You just, You just don't you just i don't know i had to have the same scan again the same scan that i'd had which Mm. not every pregnant person has you only have it if there is like something to check on and i had it because i'd had a miscarriage so i had to have it again and i was like julian was working i ended up asking um a friend of mine to come with me and just sit out in the waiting room like not Mm. come into like the business end where and they're doing all <laughs> the, the scans, percent. but I was just like, I need, I need someone to come with me. Mm. And she came and they were like, oh, the due date changed by a week. Mm. And I was like, what? I'm like, no, I was tracking my period. Like I know the due date. And they're like, no, it's quite normal for it to measure a bit smaller. Heartbeat's normal and I just took that week. Yeah, like, right. It's happening again, it's happening again. And they had to do it internally. And so, you know, they stick the big yeah the big, your the vagina.
1: the giant dildo, to, the biggest in dildo in the history of the world. yeah So
0: then I had some cramping afterwards. I remember yeah. I had to take the next day off and I hadn't told my boss yet, obviously, because it was very early. So I just said I had cramps, which wasn't a lie, but I was just lying there crying all day because I was like, mm. this is happening again, it's happening again, it's happening again. And then didn't <laughs> and it like progressed and obviously my anxiety came down. And I remember this, I was pretty pregnant and I was at a birthday party for another kid and another mum friend of mine was like, oh, how are you feeling? I'm like, oh, still like, you know, you know, I won't relax till it's like, mm. and she goes, oh, but you could like have it now and it would be okay because I was like 25 weeks or something. Mm. She's like, you know, to go into ICU and, I, and I, something, she was just so matter-of-fact about it. I was like, oh, she's right, like, you know. I could kind of go into labor like early labor now and it would still have a chance. And I kind of relaxed a bit. Mm. But I just remember when like Rosa came out and they put her on my chest. I was just like, checked her fingers, checked her toes. Mm. I don't know. I thought she'd just, there'd be something wrong. I don't know why. I just had this underlying, it wasn't like every day I was like having anxiety attacks. It was this underlying anxiety that I'm sure was PTSD manifesting. Yeah, yeah. And then I was just like – and I just like cried for so many reasons. I was happy to meet her. I was shocked she was a girl. I didn't expect to have a girl. I didn't have a feeling either way but I was still surprised. I was so happy to meet her. But I was also so relieved. I think so many of the tears were relief that like she was there and she was safe because it's such a horrific thing to go through and pregnancy is cruel in a lot of ways because you have to wait for like the two weeks and you get your period And it's like, okay, I have to try again and, like, that whole trying process is cool. Then you have, like, a scan but then you don't have a scan for, like, weeks and you're not showing and it's not moving. Yeah, so it's like, like, is it even in there? It's a weird abstract feeling and I remember there was a day actually that Rosa didn't move. Mm. And I remember I was at work and I was in a meeting with our boss at the time when you worked with me and Rosa – spud as i called her when she was not known to me yet <laughs> like fi- like just kind of flipped and like finally kicked or something and i just like burst into tears in the middle of the meeting and i remember my boss was like what's going on <laughs> I was like sorry like the baby hadn't moved and i was like mildly freaked out and then it just moved and now i'm crying because <laughs> i'm yeah. relieved it was just like you're just i don't know it's a lot it's a lot yeah you're just yeah. very anxious the whole time and Definitely, I think any pregnant person is, but I think when you face pregnancy loss, you don't fully relax at all. Yeah, it
1: sucks. and I think that's like the thing with the trauma, like, like with a lot of traumas, I think that we go through and I don't think this is a female exclusive like I think this can be men as well but I think as a woman like talking to women's trauma traumatic events that happen to us you know um, people are often there for you at the very beginning Mm -hmm. of the traumatic event because Mm -hmm. you know it's news they're shocked you Mm. know they know that right there and then you're upset but then it often people, it's easy for people to forget and go on with their life, but you're still picking up those pieces. Like you said, like it was throughout your whole pregnancy, you were still experiencing anxiety around it because obviously you're going to like, you know, you lost something and then you're terrified of going through that experience again, naturally, because no one wants to go through the same trauma again. Mm. Um, And I think that's often the case. and And I've I think I've had times where, like, when I and obviously completely different, but like really horrible breakups that have really fucked with my self esteem or whatever. Where it's like months later is when you really, really need people. Yeah, and and, and I forgotten. think <laughs> yeah, and so I think I guess I try, I do try to be that for other people now because I I I do think fuck like so many times has everyone's just no one's remembered that like a bad thing happened to me like a few months ago. And the
0: grief continues and manifests in so many ways and pops up again when you least expect it. Yeah. So, it's that's a good message. Check in on people.
1: Yeah. And some people need to talk about it and some people won't. Like I had a friend who had a miscarriage and was very, in hindsight now having listened to your story, I think potentially just was somebody that didn't want to talk about it and wanted to grieve it privately um, in her own way. I thought, oh, if she's dealing with this so well, it's like, that's crazy, you know? But I think reality is it's going to affect you. And it's just whether, it's, and, and that, like you said, like it's like with any grief, grieve it in the way that is natural to you. And if that's talking about it, I think the the issue comes with the, like you said, socially in a similar way to periods, Mm. We just hush hush women's like reproductive stuff. Yeah. We're like really so fucking weirdly. weird about it, and and I think miscarriage is particularly weird. Like there has always been this real hush hush energy. Only recently, right, w- did um paid like pregnancy loss leave is that mm. in new zealand or here yeah. yeah yeah like that's only a reason and we were all like wow so amazing but it's like why the fuck has that not been a thing yeah if it's so common
0: as everyone keeps yeah. reminding you and you have one like that should be everywhere because it's the stats are pretty high yeah um, it's just
1: like so you know and i think that probably does come down to again like you know it's a really difficult thing to connect to emotionally if you haven't been through it. So potentially, it's just you know still very man led world, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think oh, I think so many like you know Chrissy Teigen, she's not mm-hmm. perfect, but that aside, you know her posting so openly about it was really important. Mm. You know to to just show that this happens and that you're allowed to grieve however you want. And I think that helped a lot of women seeing someone with heaps of followers openly talking about it and Mm. processing a grief quite publicly. I know that, um, I remember reading about Laura, Maddie J and Laura Mm -hmm. speaking about pregnancy loss and similar story. That's why they, you know, then I think they got pregnant by accident I mean Mm -hmm. imagine fucking that much um I probably would too if I was with Maddie J (laughs) to be honest um they I think they got pregnant by accident and the miscarriage really affirmed that they that's what they wanted and that's when they tried again and now they've got two lovely girls and she was open about it like people with a platform being open about it is super important for just us plebs. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, okay, the hearing about, I remember just like frantically Googling because I was just lying in bed being miserable and reading a, a journal I had written about her experience. I actually haven't written about it yet because it's not quite right for the sites that I work for. Mm. But, um, you yeah, know, I'm talking about it. But I remember f- finding this story. It was a similar experience, similar point in the pregnancy and just reading about it made me feel this connection. She was like a UK journalist, but I just felt like a connection and hmm. not alone here. So even when, if you haven't gone through it, it's just important to remind your friend or whoever's going through it that they're not alone. They could talk to you at any time. Mm-hmm. I remember someone we worked with said, my sister had three miscarriages. I'd be happy to like, mm. if you want to talk to her, like she'd be so happy to talk to you, like, People were just trying to help in any way, like that, which was really sweet. Like, yeah. she was like, "I can't help you, but my sister might be able to." Which I, thought.
1: yeah, yeah, which I think is a good way when you can't. Yeah, you don't have the experience. To, yes, you know, if you do know no, yeah, because I think some people would really benefit from that.
0: Yeah, so you know, I got through it, but I always be a little sad. You know, it's mm. not ever going to go away um i got through this without crying but there was a time where i couldn't Mm. get through talking about this without crying i think definitely having rosa has definitely helped me um process it yeah but it'll always be there it was a horrific experience so the worst thing i've ever gone through Mm. and i don't think you fully recover from those kind of traumas but um but yeah i think the more we keep talking about it and allowing people to have that platform hopefully people find it easier to process because of that because they can talk to people and let's yeah. stop fucking stigmatizing things that women go through you're right yeah. i'm one of those people that just carries my pad and tampon through the office openly yeah. in my hand and like yeah. girls i work with have given me funny look when they realize i'm just holding a pad yeah. it's like yeah why am I gonna put it in my pocket I'm yeah. straight sorry yeah not sorry at all actually
1: yeah that like <laughs> pr- like that sort of hush hush energy around like I women's know. bodies is still such yeah. a massive thing and it's just like fucking weird I don't know like sometimes I'm even like I don't know. Like we wear bikinis to the beach, but then it's like if I were to like change my shirt, I like can't even be around other women in the bathroom. I need to like hide away <laughs> in the tut to like show my bra, and I'm like, I what know. the fuck? Like <laughs> it's just fucking weird. But yeah, I think I do feel like things are changing, and I do think mm-hmm. like I like very much. I believe that if it's not something you want to talk about, you shouldn't have to talk about it. But I do also think um the people who have the, you know, pull to talk about it have mm. changed a lot in this in the space in the sense of like destigmatizing it, making other people feel okay to talk about their experiences. Like there's a big difference between I choose not to talk about this and yes. I feel like I'm not allowed to talk yes. about this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah.
0: Yes. And I think, and I haven't touched on this and I will quickly, I think a lot of the emotion is wrapped up in guilt because mm. it's like in your body and you feel like you did something wrong. Mm. And I just remember my doctor being like, You didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. It just sometimes happened, like really explaining it medically of like something was not viable about yeah. this fetus. Yeah. And if it had come to term, there would have been something seriously wrong with it. Yeah. Um, it's your body saying, This isn't right and like dealing with it basically and that helped me because I was like I did something wrong like I remember we went to Tassie and went on quite a big hike and being like was it the huge hike that did
1: it was this big healthy hike that I did weird
0: thoughts of like what was this and yeah sometimes it's just nothing it's just like I feel like my body just like gave me a test run In so many ways, (laughs) like my emotions, my actual, like, uterus, everything. And my uterus has always given me fucking grief. I have the worst periods. And I was like, you are just fucking me again. Fuck you. Fuck
1: you, uterus. You are the worst. You're not (laughs) pulling your weight
0: for this team. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, had a test run and then we went for the main event. And, yes, it sucked, but I I have a happy ending. So... I just want people out there who've maybe gone through it recently and are like trying again. Like, don't give up hope. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there is so many ways and avenues now to become a parent if that's what you want to do. Um, and it's just unfortunately harder for some people than others. Um, mm. And I just, I yeah, what I take from that experience is like, I am just really grateful for Rosa, and I think that's important. Because yeah. I think some people That just get pregnant At the drop of a hat Don't realise uh, It can be hard like. It can be yes. hard So Maybe they're just I, having A lot of sex So much yes. sex Yes And when Rose is particularly annoying I do I remind myself I'm like I'm very glad you're here Yeah and you won't eat Your <laughs> fucking dinner yeah, If you throw another
1: Fucking carrot on the floor In your face <laughs> I'm
0: glad you're here And I'm very grateful for you I think I always will be For that yeah. reason Yeah Yeah um, Well yeah
1: We've got Notes in the yes, yeah. Notes in the notes. Notes
0: in the notes. Uh, yes, some um, some resources. I might even try and find that article that really mm. helped me years ago. Um, I'll type in a few keywords and see if I can find it. Um, but yeah, just some resources if you feel like you want to chat about it and don't feel comfortable chatting to someone you know. There is people out there, so. Hopefully you're feeling okay and hopefully if you've got a friend that's currently going through it or might in the future then mm. you are armed with a few techniques of like yeah. how to approach it as a friend. Yeah. Um, so a bit of a heavy episode but
1: but a good one, a really good one, one I, feel. I feel. like I learned a lot from that as well, which I think is always I useful when you want to be a so good person. Much.
0: I'm like Ugh. so I yeah, just talk But so it was much. good talking. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to your episode. I've had requests <laughs> then I'll be like, from my friends that are like, <laughs> where is Mel's church episode? I'm dying, I'm dying for this. People I'm just like, want the tea. Too. Everyone just wants
1: the tea. <laughs> oh, so interesting. I'll give you the tea. It is wa- it's the wild. Tea. It is a wild ride. But, um, yeah, fun delving into our traumas. We mm-hmm. actually do this a lot. So yeah.
0: Like, we, we do love talking do about do a our fun trauma. we so. episode after the two, trauma yes, two part We
1: promise. We promise we'll go back to like <laughs> laughy vibes and we'll do another comedy hour beginning.
0: <laughs> yes. Because we can't help beginning. ourselves.
1: We simply can't. We can't. We're just We're going to be hilarious. serious. <laughs> it's too funny. <laughs> Thanks for listening,
0: guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.